So, guys, how did something in the dirt come about? Because you've had a pretty wild year, right? You've done Moon Knight for the MCU, and now you're kind of back to your roots with something in the dirt. So how did this project all come about? Yeah, it all started about 13 years ago. Um, it was around the time our first movie resolution got out there into the world, and we had the opportunity to to pitch on various uh, oftentimes haunted house franchises that, you know, people probably weren't super eager for us to do them on any level, but it was probably worth worth enough exploring. But they'd also usually say like, just be yourselves, come up with the weirdest, wildest concept you can. We want something fresh. And so we'd spend a couple of weeks coming up on a pitch with, you know, whatever haunted house, haunted apartment, um, you name it, movie. And, and then we go pitch it. And um, it obviously uh, wasn't a good fit. Usually it was like, well, that was, we didn't mean to be that weird. That, that, was, right. <laughs> that, that was too weird. Um, not that fresh. Um, but, uh, but over, you know, over 13 years of doing those pitches and collecting those ideas and thinking a lot about how could we bring some extra humanity to this sub to this subgenre in the way that we see it. How do we think these people would actually respond to experiencing the supernatural? Um, and then when the what when it was time to go make a movie and we had certain restrictions during that time to making that movie, um, all these ideas seemed to be a good fit for that production method. Right. And how is it like having a studio like XYZ who is really making tons of moves right now, really releasing some good stuff? How is it like having them back you guys as well on something in the dirt? XYZ has been with us since our first film. Uh, they knew we were in Tribeca Film Festival before we knew Resolution was in Tribeca. And so they called us up like the moment we found out we got in and offered to represent the film as sales. And we have a pretty enmeshed relationship nowadays where we we're just love working with XYZ. Uh, they manage us and they they sometimes EP our films, sometimes they sell our films. Um, but you know, we're family with quite literally, it's, well, not that literally, but we go to their weddings, that sort of thing. And um, <laughs> right. uh, and so with XYZ, they were starting up distributing for the first time. And uh, they actually called us while we were shooting and offered uh, uh, to distribute the film. And we didn't even look at other companies. If they're on board, we were on board. So uh, so it was a very easy choice. Um, so they've been, you know, always extremely um, supportive of everything we do. Uh, creatively, they they uh, let us do, they let us be us, um, which is wonderful. And, um, you know, we have <laughs> nothing bad to say about them. They're the best. Right. And how did the casting process for Something in the Dirt come about as well? Because all the leads were fantastic in this film, and some performances were quite mind-blowing as well. Oh, thanks, man. Um, well, we we um, we acted in, acted in a couple things we did. We had small roles in our first movie, Resolution, uh, and then we, we acted in, obviously, The Endless, um, and then have both just done little projects here and there. And uh, and this one, again, given the sort of the production method of making it, it seemed like a really good one for us to, to get in front of the camera again. Um, 
it's way more than that. So there's so many other reasons. One is just desire. We love doing it. And the other one being, we have found that it is part of our process, part of the process of discovering things in storytelling um, that, uh, that it really, really does help and, and strengthen that process and make discoveries you otherwise were never made by performing in the piece as those characters. We also, the, the characters that aren't played by ourselves, uh, they are our friends for the most part, uh, actually all of them. They are, uh, <laughs> a lot of them are filmmakers themselves and we just kind of know their personalities really well. And so we cast to those personalities. And then also we, uh, 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 what was it? Oh, the fact that they had directed actors before and watched them work indicated to us it was very likely that they would also be able to um, give a naturalistic, believable performance because they, they know what they like, they know what works and they can kind of sniff it. So we there was kind of a spidey sense in our minds that they would also be able to perform it. And they did, they're great. And Justin, you brought up like haunted houses or haunted apartment films. Like we had the changeling and the poltergeist, right? As the main ones that a lot of people go to for inspirations. But did you have any inspirations for something in the dirt as well before you created this concept? Yeah. Um, uh, Alan Moore's From Hell was a bit of inspiration in terms of how he treats London in that story um, and the history of London and the history of the occult in London. Um, and House of Leaves was a big inspiration uh, in terms of a a story that constantly folds in on itself, that's self-reflexive, that has people giving commentary throughout it of the, the primary and secondary narratives. Right, and that's an interesting aspect you have in a few of your films as well. Like, how do you balance that out with it being a narrative and then the camera kind of cutting to people and doing <laughs> kind of Fox uh, interviews as well in films? Like, how does that, how do you guys equal that out? Is that some really interesting concept you guys have? The uh, the the interviews were always a part of the project, um, and you know it was always a project about two guys that were trying to document the supernatural, make a documentary out of it. Um, but I think the the more noticeable part of the editing style, which is what we call the cutaways, um, are you know, somebody's talking about something and it cuts to a visual of what they're showing. And uh, it happened during rehearsal, actually. We were pretty close to production. Uh, kind of shocking how, how long it took us to figure this part of it out because it changed everything. Um, but uh, we were just rehearsing and Justin made a joke about how funny it would be if this thing that he's saying, we cut away to a, you know, two second clip of this this absurd thing he was saying. And we laugh about it and we we slowly realize that actually that's not just a joke, that's that's the format of the movie. It should always have been this. We kind of were surprised we missed it. Um, and it created a lot more filming for us and a lot more learning what is legal in public domain and how okay. to get stock footage that doesn't cost a billion dollars. And um, we had a second unit that uh, led by our, um, our producer, Dave, and our um, production designer, now second unit director, Ariel. Um, they shot for three or four more days and uh, it caused, created a lot of extra work in editing, but it was so worth it because, you know, it's, it's part of the defining style of the film. Right. And you guys have worked with a lot of actors over the years. Like you had Anthony Mackie and Sin Chronic, along with my good friend, Bill Oberts Jr. Yeah. And 
you got to work with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke this year too in Moon Knight. So is there any actors you two would love to direct in a film? Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> there's quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> right. Like but... when you <laughs> it's easier to list the ones you would not want to work with, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah. um, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. That's a good one. Yeah. Evan Peters. Both, both of the American Horror Stories. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll have to chew on it for a little yeah. while. We'll come come back to us. It, it is a huge list. So Right. And yeah. one final question for you guys as well. You've been around the block a few times with, I guess, festival circuits for your other films as well. So with Something in the Dirt playing at Fantastic Fest, how was it like going to Fantastic Fest or coming back to Fantastic Fest for Something in the Dirt? Oh, so at this point, it's kind of like going home. Yeah. Um, right after The Endless wrapped, we, we wrapped shooting The Endless and immediately got on a plane to Fantastic Fest to celebrate uh, without a film playing, which is rare for us. You know, we, we normally end up... Uh, I'm so sorry. My dog is eating something. Hey, <laughs> okay. Um, and so, as Justin said, it's it's like going home. It's kind of a tradition for us to uh, to go and enjoy this thing that doesn't feel anything like a traditional film festival and more like a like a block party, but also involves your favorite thing, which is horror films. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us at Infamous Horrors and Infamous Interviews today. It's been really fun, and congratulations, and we look forward to whatever you two do next. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's good talking to you. You as well.